Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Jeff sick, but we got Ashley Coffin and Brian V. Klein in the house, and we are going to talk about Loki episode two. All that right of this ad we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Ashley Coffin. And in our producer chair, we have the incomparable Brian V. Klein. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely, man. Thanks for being here. And thanks for being on the cast last night. Uh, you've been on the Late Night Loki lately, and that's been really, really super great to have you. Um, it's been fun. Yeah. So it's been, it's been fun. It's late at night. It's freaking recording at three in the morning is something I'm not used to. <laughs> but Four more weeks. Four more weeks. We can do this. We, we can, I can keep the schedule for four weeks. That's about, about my limit, probably. But I can do it. <laughs> um, not to mention we've got Black Widow in a couple weeks. It's going to be crazy. Oh, I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. We're all going to movie theaters. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. I'm so much fun. Super pumped about it, guys. Well, uh, so real quick, like any, any initial thoughts before we throw you into your feedback cave? I know you were on last night, but... Uh, Brian, did you have any uh, have any revelations in the last twenty hours? Uh, I watched it a second time right before we got on here, and I laughed just as much and just sat there at the end as you know that that fight scene. Uh, I still love the fact how they use the the vacuum cleaners in the fight. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm loving this show so much. Me too. Me too. Yeah, I got I got done with it as well. Just right before we started, I was doing the live watch, and uh, it's just really well done like the the dialogue between the two main characters is just amazing just amazing um so yeah well thanks for being here again brian and we're gonna send you into your feedback cave and uh it, and we will be oh, discussing it and he'll be, he'll, he'll be back at the end to uh let us know any of the live feedback bye-bye <laughs> bye okay ashley now it's time uh. for legit ashley's corner what do you like, what did you think of episode two? I'm super jealous that I didn't get to watch it twice. Let's just start there. Yeah. I'm glad that two people who have watched it twice are both here because yeah. that was a lot. Um so let's much. just say that they opened at my home away from homes at a Ren Fair, so I felt very seen. And then they we, went into Bonnie Tyler. Like, what more could a nineteen eighty four movie ask for? Like I was just like <laughs> everything I love is happening right now. That's great. We literally talked about you last night when all that we were talking about this. We were like, "Ashley's gonna love this." I was like, "Oh awesome. my god!" And it's nineteen eighty-five. It's a fan fair. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I wish there was a dancing fire dancer in the background. Uh, we could that could be Ashley. I was like, "It's me." <laughs> yeah, look, there's you. Loki looks super hot in his new fitted suit. Like, I don't know the new the pop color outfit. I'm really, I like it. It looks good on him. Oh yeah. That's funny. Mm-hmm. I think of that suit as kind of like schlubby uh, dad bod kind of suit. You it's know? too fitted. Like his pants are definitely like a size like one. It's just very fitted. Everything's very tight. <laughs> it works. <laughs> keeping it, keeping it tight, Loki. Keeping it tight. Um, that's rad. God, the the banter between him and Mobius is just like the best part about this show. I totally agree. They, the way that they're just like Ken kind of said it best he's like I don't like time travel stuff but when you just keep having fun with it and make it enjoyable it's enjoyable and that's really what they're doing with this and um, they're keeping it light it's not too serious but serious stuff is happening 
Mm-hmm. That's the best. That's the best combination of like, you know, these people are truly concerned about the sacred timeline as being attacked and bombed. But, you know, there's just, it's just a, so fun to watch. All these people are fun to watch. Their banter's wonderful. They're like, <laughs> lots of clever lines. Like every, every, every scene has like a really well written and well acted, like, exchange between the two of them. I just can't say good enough good about their, their dynamic. Yeah, it's. I think it's my favorite show so far. It took until like the second episode that when it was over, I was just like, "Ugh, no, I need it right now." Yeah, yeah, I feel I feel the same way. And I like thinking about it. I kind of feel like with this show, I am less interested in the the big. Well, part of it is a lot of the stuff we're we're seeing so far. We've we called ahead of time either through trailers or discussions. And so I kind of knew the, I kind of knew the Loki, we knew it was going to be a Loki variant. We, we thought it would be the lady Loki variant. Like, so the two big reveals, huh? (laughs) Yes. You thought so too. We did. (laughs) We did. It was the wrists. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, no. And then after last episode, it was like basically confirmed by you with the wrist, wrist noticing. But even before we saw the show, we were like, yeah, this is probably lady Loki. (laughs) That's probably who that character is. Um, but, like, I, so so I'm less interested in the big reveals right now, but I'm hoping that changes. I'm hoping there's stuff that we didn't expect coming. But, like, just the journey. This show has been about mm-hmm. the journey. Similar, similar to WandaVision. Like, WandaVision didn't have any huge revelations that we weren't expecting, but they did such a good job executing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's- I think it's my favorite, too, so far. It's it makes sense that this show would get two seasons because I don't I don't know if they can tell this whole story in another four episodes. And it when the second season that they said was coming out, when would that even be within the new movie? Like, would it be before or after Multiverse of Madness? It's really interesting that they said so early on that the show was going to get two. I agree completely. Like, what is a second season of this show? Is it? Mm -hmm. Is it still TVA related or is it just Loki, the continued adventures of Loki? Because I could totally Mm -hmm. see, like, let's say they destroy the TVA in its current form and the multiverse of madness opens up. And then Doctor Strange happens, Spider-Man happens, all these big, big, like, multiversal events happen. And then either one of two things has to happen. They either need to calm the multiverse down. So maybe you get like a TVA that's like, if, if, if Loki season two is about the TVA, maybe you get a TVA that's more about keeping wars from happening within the multiverse instead of just like Mm -hmm. shutting down the multiverse or maybe they bring it back together into a sacred timeline again. And like all these movies that all these movies in sort of phase four that are multiversal will just be like sort of the multiverse saga. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it would be a good thing. It feels like the multiverse is going to be the infinity stones of this next phase. Yeah. Well, for yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, everything is pointing that way. The one thing about knowing so much about what's coming, I do feel like with, and it's manifested in these first two episodes of Loki and kind of knowing feeling like we know where the MCU is going in general with the multiverse of madness coming. It kind of like spoils a little bit the events of Loki. It doesn't spoil Loki in general because I think the show is worth the journey and it's 
the acting's wonderful. The, mm-hmm. the like we've said, the banter, the dialogue, but it does kind of like you kind of know that by the end of this show, the multiverse has to exist because we have so right. many multiversal things coming. Ken was like, "Is Loki going to be in that in the mom?" And I was like, "That's a really good question." What yeah. that would be such a fun like secret that they kept. Yeah. Because if he's causing all these time problems, and I don't know, it's really interesting to see where everything's going to tie into. Because they did say that this this film was going to like affect all the other things coming, and I'm like, well, how much of which one? Like, please show up in Doctor Strange. Oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. I kind of think he won't, though. I kind of feel like this will be like, like maybe maybe Loki will be the like sort of instigator of the multiverse, but not really a participant in its saga, if that makes sense. And then maybe if he continues to work at the TVA, he's sort of operating outside the timeline, which still could be amazing stories where he's like chasing down variants. So it's sort of like almost like the what if stories, but featuring like him as a time cop. That'd be super fun. (laughs) I would love that as a season. They can get him to fall in line. That's, that's what I keep worrying about. Cause like, Mobius is just putting all his chips on him. He really sees something in them. And we're seeing something in Loki, too. But deep down inside, I'm like, oh, but you just cannot help yourself. You're going to do... Loki can't help himself. He's going to do something. And he's going to betray him, and it's going to be so sad. Yeah. Well, see, me and you have different views of the story right now. I think the TVA, like, it's... The people in the TVA are good people. They're, like, trying Mm -hmm. to do good things. But I don't think the TVA as a whole is, like, necessarily a, like, good organization. They keep definitely showing us that little by little. And there's a whole conversation about, basically, faith that, like, Mobius has faith in the TVA. And he has faith in their mission. I think this story is going to be more about, less about Loki betraying him and more about him realizing his faith is bullshit. <laughs> Sounds like a very familiar story that would, you know, a lot of people could connect with. Yes, I think I <laughs> maybe it's my own hang-ups that are seeing that in the uh in the story there, but like he has this just like blind faith in the TVA and I don't see it. I don't see these like space lizards. So like I could see a TVA that emerges after all of this in season two that like, maybe it doesn't have the space lizards as at its core. Like maybe there's (laughs) no sacred timeline. They're just trying to keep people from using time travel to like destroy and hurt people. Maybe like I could see like a TVA that emerges with all of its power in a different, with a different goal in mind, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And you can see um, Mobius trying to like push back more against the way that, the TVA is treating the people in the timelines. Right. Well, see, he pushes back on their tactics, but not mm-hmm. their goal. Well, no, because he can't see that yet. Right. We'll get exactly. there. Loki's chipping it away little by little, just like he does so well. They both get the best of each other so much. Like mm-hmm. the way that Mobius talks to Loki, the way that I talk to my friend's kids. Like, oh, Explain. let's erase. Let's let, let's see who can stay quiet the longest. You know, right, like right. when they're oh, trying to gosh. look for this stuff, like he gets, he does get over on him, which is so fun mm-hmm. to watch them just continuously get one over the other. <laughs> Interesting. I, I don't know that I've seen Loki really get anything over on him yet. Right. Uh, well, I guess cause I'm seeing it as like his whole working with him is him getting over on him. Cause I don't trust Loki because I feel like I know him. 
Right. <laughs> and I know better. Um, I think you're right. I think that, Lo- well, I think that Loki is going to try, but so far he's failed. He's like, every little trick he does. Yeah. I, I loved the line where he's like, I have sharp ears. I have sharp ears too, uh, you know. He did ruin his lunch pretty good though, so that yeah, salad he, was destroyed. The salt and pepper theory was like, really good. And then the juice box is added. That was just uh, so funny. Super funny. I would love the whole Pompeii scene. I really enjoyed Loki having like the best day he's had in a long time. Like he was just having a good time in that 15 minutes of being on Pompeii. <laughs> I had a good time with him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Let me, let me run down a few things. I guess I wrote down if you don't have any uh, other, they confirmed what the red line means. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a big deal. We discussed it, and it's exactly what we thought it would mean, which is like once it goes past the red line, they can no longer reset it, at least with a charge. I'm assuming they have ways to attenuate for red line occurrences, but like, you know. Yeah. I wonder if like the timekeepers would have to get involved for that. Yeah, or or if they have like something bigger than a than a reset charge, another way to intercede mm-hmm. or whatever. But. That that is that explains what the the red line is. Um, I really we talked about it a little last night, but like I was really intrigued, and again on my rewatch with Miss Minutes, her being like, "Are you a recording or alive?" And she says, "Sort sort of both," because <laughs> like I liked it last night. We talked about it possibly leading to the idea that there might be AI at the center of this thing, mm-hmm. like I, a Jarvis. Yes, exactly. Or an Ultron, someone, someone in the chat mm-hmm. threw out the Ugh. possibility of Ultron being running the <laughs> That's TV. That's not what we want to think. Yeah, <laughs> but it also made me think this time that like she says that thing: "Are you a recording or alive?" And she says sort of both, and that sort of made me realize like that's what everyone in the sacred timeline is. Yeah, because they're all repeating what the space lizards want them to repeat. So they're all kind of a recording and kind of alive. Like there's a little bit of like head trippiness there that I really like. Well, it is interesting that like the TVA people. So we're, we're thinking that they don't have a life outside of like TVA city. Like they can't jump into any time and ride a jet ski. Like that's really sad. Yeah, it is. Also, we, we talked a lot about last week. Where do they come from? Remember we talked a lot about that? Uh, it says yeah. specifically in the first episode that the timekeepers created them. So, oh, so it's like their own Yeah, people. like whether they're robots or whatever. Well, that would make sense for the thing they got to go through. Because apparently they have robots that look like people. So AI confirmed. True, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine the future of Marvel has those things as well. So like if they're looking from the 30th century, they probably have human looking robots. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a really... Um, there's a really interesting line that, I don't know, how did variant Loki, evil Loki, female Loki, same thing. Um, hey. <laughs> the joke. It's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> how did female Loki convince that TVA officer to give up? The secrets of the timekeepers. Maybe she doesn't do well with torture. Maybe. She seemed all kind of brain messed up. Like, Loki's about powers. Like, that's, I kept yelling throughout the whole thing. I was like, hey man, don't forget you're a god. Why don't you use some god powers and do some god stuff? Don't you want to do some god stuff? When he Um, was fighting that guy, like, you're strong, remember? 
I saw it. Yeah. Well, he doesn't seem to have the same powers as like Thor, for instance. Like he doesn't have to seem to have the same. He doesn't seem to have super strength and stuff, right? He seems like he's a little like a a strength midi, right? <laughs> Mid strength, <laughs> mid level, mid weight, or whatever. I can see that. The the thing it made me think of. Okay, this lady's tied up, and she's like, the first thing they see when she they run over to her is. I want to go home. And then they're like, we're going to get you back to the TVA or whatever, you know? And Mm -hmm. like, it made me think about, so like, what if the, if the timekeepers and miss minutes and everything else is all a lie? What if her home is not the TVA? What if all these people the TVA is using, what if they are all from the timeline or something? And like the TVA is like lied to them. Which seems to be, or like the timekeepers have lied to them, which seems to be their M.O. maybe. Hmm. In which case, I don't know, the line, I want to go home, being her first thing she said, made me think like, instead of like, I'm so sorry, I I told them, you know, uh, she's like immediately like, I want to go home. It made me think like, what if she does have a home? What if she's from a timeline that was pruned or something like that? Or what if, you know, they created the time, the, the TVA, what if like they're actually all variants from other timelines that were destroyed in the war or something. And they're basically being enslaved by the, the timekeepers. Yeah. Like what if they took babies and stuff? Yeah. 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 Real dark with this. Yeah, for sure. And so I don't know. And they'd have to have erase, erase memories and things like that. But like, I don't know. It just made me think the way way she says, I want to go home made me think that like female Loki revealed to her a home that she didn't know about prior to that. I don't know. That's mm. that's a that's a big swing, and I get that that's a big swing. Like it's not a something I'm mm. calling, or it's not a shot I'm calling. It's just a. It doesn't go on the board. You're saying we're just going to put it on a post-it. Not the board, just just a post-it on something the board. Something removable. Okay, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Another thing uh, they talk about pruning the timeline, and then they explain what the charges do, and that they uh, erase and reset the timeline within a certain area. And Loki's reaction to that, he says, "That's a nice way of saying disintegrate everything in the vicinity." Which I was like, that's what I've been saying. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm sure you felt pretty pretty good about that line. Because, <laughs> like, the TVA says it's a race or, you know, whatever. But they're destroying the possibility of that timeline. So I thought that was... Basically, I wrote, I wrote during the live watch, I was like, Loki agrees with me. Uh, <laughs> Is that the, the best thing, you think? I mean, you tell me. <laughs> and then Matt does knife flips. He's a villain! Yeah. You know, it is funny, though, because, God, I think me and Loki, we just have so much in common from, like, being hated, being shushed and, you know, needing constant recognition. Like, I really felt like him and I had a lot in common in this episode. Then we're both, like, working through it. (laughs) Right. Well, and there's a great exchange where he says, um, you called me a you called me a child, but I know one thing that children don't. Mm -hmm. He says, no one that is bad is truly bad. And no one that is good is truly good. There's some good lines. Mm, that's a good line. Mm-hmm. It's a really good line. And it it's revealing sort of his thought processes on what is a hero and a villain. Like, there, there's no such thing, you know? Yeah. I really love that line. When him and Morbius were talking, too, and, and he said, uh, Morbi- or Morbius, Mobius was like, existence is chaos. Because mm-hmm. the more you try to think about where you ca- like came from and why we're all here and how we got here, the more 
crazy you start to feel. And I really like, I'm loving the deep conversations, like peppered, salt and peppered (laughs) Mm -hmm. with humor. Mm -hmm. It's really, they did such a good job. And like casting Wilson at this point was just genius. A hundred percent. I would never have thought of him for this role. And Mm-mm. and he's not even doing anything out of his comfort zone. He is playing Owen Wilson. Like, he's a yeah. little more serious and in it, this. He did a little bit of the where in this one, but oh, he, he didn't say did well, he? but I heard him say oh, he just something that like had that. a little bit of a her. It's a little like that, a little <laughs> I was nasal. like, there it was. <laughs> just say wow. And now, if they, okay, the wow thing, people have been joking about it. Like, I need, I need him to say it in this series somewhere. Um, It'd be amazing if, like, they really, like, the moment they destroy the timekeepers and, like, everything is falling apart and all the multiverse is being opened up and all this stuff, he just, like, looks at, like, the, the, the world being destroyed and he's like, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> just, like, it'd be so meta and fun. Be so meta and fun. What did you think about that uh, hurricane in Bama in 2050? <laughs> <laughs> we, we we joked about it a lot last night. I was like, man, my home state is brought up for the first time in the MCU, and they're destroying it. <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, well, anything else you want to touch on before we bring BVK back with uh, any uh the live chat? Um, I think that's it. I'm super disappointed that Loki jumped through the box, but I knew he was going to do it. So I need you guys to talk about the jet skis. <laughs> I have a lot of feelings about jet skis. I only like a jet ski when I'm driving it. Being a passenger is not always the most fun. Mm. I need who knew to be that, in who knew that Those were the perfect, like the the one point in existence in the early '90s, which was like Nirvana. Yeah, is when yeah, jet skis. <laughs> Absolutely, they, they were more Nirvana than Nirvana in the '90s. Yeah. That was Listen, at the time, too. So. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, riding on the back of mom's boyfriend's jet ski while they were playing, whoa, Black Betty, bam, bam, bam. I remember, <laughs> 1994. <laughs> yeah. That was the perfect time. They're right. <laughs> oh, Black Betty. Okay, let's bring in BBK. How you doing, BBK? Good. How goes good. the we chat? Got, the chat is going really good. We've got some definite good questions here. Ooh. Uh, first off, we got Waterfall Angel saying, why can't the TVA detect when a time door is used or even when one of their own devices is used or be able to track that device? And she's mentioning the one that the Lady Loki took off of B20. It looks like they only mm. detect variance energy, which based on what we learned this episode about how Lady Loki was hiding in apocalypses. Just cool. Like, yeah, yeah, I love, I love that twist. I, I mm. love, it was really, really clever and fun. And I love that Loki learned it by learning about Ragnarok. And then he came to Owen Wilson. He's like, you know Ragnarok? And he's like, yes, when all your people died, I'm sorry. And then Loki's <laughs> just like, oh no, that's fine. Uh, let's move on and talk he about. He did say very sad first. Yes, he did. That, he fully he did. had that like emotional scene. Oh, oh yeah. It was emotional when he's alone, but I love the moment when he's when he's with Mobius. Anyway. And he's just like, yeah, he's like, anyway. he's like yeah, yeah, it's just wonderful. It's a great, great. Yeah, that yeah, is weird. Sad, they need but, to start putting tracking devices on their bombs. Somebody should tell them to do that. Yeah, yeah put tracking devices on their devices. Yeah, especially sure. after they started getting stolen. You one of those oh, like? Exactly. You one of those like whatever square devices? Whatever those tracking things you put on so your cell phone that can Jack Bauer used in twenty four. Oh. Sure. What I was, as I was saying, they, they, they seems like they only do 
track variance energy. Like that's what the TVA is designed to stop. So I'm assuming unless something has a large amount of variance energy, that's when they go there. Like that's when it can spin off its own timeline. And, you know, so apocalypses don't have it. I'm assuming just like whatever is being done with these time doors. Also, as far as we know, no one else has time doors, but this one Loki and they've been using it in apocalypses only. So yeah. yeah. And then the other places that that Loki has gone, she was specifically going there to attract the TVA so she could steal their charges. So mm-hmm. it's possible they can track when a door is opened. Maybe they do cause variance energy, but this Loki has been clever enough to avoid detection unless they wanted to be detected. Hmm. She's she's a tricky one. Mm-hmm. I loved her crown. Oh, oh yeah, the little horns. Oh yeah, god, that nice. That's that's the new cosplay for sure. You know that's it's so be the hard this season. year. Halloween, Halloween. Mm-hmm. We have Wanda. We have Agatha. Now we have Lady Loki. Like at least it's not just one. Like mm-hmm. everybody's going to be one of the three. <laughs> oh, we, we got more content coming too that you can pick from before yeah, Halloween. Sure. Oh, and then we have Black Widow. <laughs> I bet. I bet What If is going to have some really interesting stuff. Hawkeye probably before that, I think. Who knows? Before Halloween? Yeah, Hawkeye's after, I think. Or should be after. Expanding on the point you guys were making about the bad people being bad and good people being good, Haley Hobb asks, is that major foreshadowing, either about Mobius or Renslayer or something, that they could actually be, you know, playing both sides? Um... A hundred percent. I don't even know if it's foreshadowing. It's just like stating Loki's belief about good and evil. And like, I think that that means that like, yes, like both Lokis are probably pretty morally gray. Like they don't, they're not, they don't think about it in terms of like mustache twirly evil. They just have their purposes. Right. Hmm. Okay. We got a new person here. Uh, let's see. Stranded Panda Jeff. Oh, that, I don't know who that is. Uh, yeah, he's a new guy here. First time, first time. Duran. <laughs> Stranded Panda Jeff. At the cafe. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like he knows what he might be talking about. Uh, he said he's a little disappointed that the historical events we've been getting have been played up for laughs, and that's it. Mm. Oh, you know? wow. Everybody wants Way to see what happened Pompeii. That was oh, my yeah. favorite scene. Loki's like, you're all going to die in Italiano. <laughs> it was <laughs> ma- molto bella. It was perfect. Who <laughs> was it? During, thing. I think during our uh, during the um, the earlier uh, podcast, Emily Sissel was like, she knew because he was speaking Latin in that. And she's like, I understood what he was saying. I didn't even have to read the subtitles. I understood exactly what he was saying. Maybe it was Italian or something. I'm like, it's too early in the morning to think about it. I didn't even want to read the subtitles, but that's pretty damn impressive either way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Something Um, about the Lokis that I'm finding really interesting about this show, and I think it might be one of the themes of the show, is that Loki and the TVA are all... Loki was all about him controlling people, right? Mm-hmm. And then this Loki, by fighting the TVA, she's kind of fighting a version of the same kind of control that he wanted to put on people in Avengers. Like, they have that whole conversation about him uh, him thinking that the best thing for human beings is to do it would be give up their freedom. But now, faced yeah. in the face right. of someone who's actually been able to pull that off, the Timekeepers, Loki has the female Loki has turned fully against that and is going to war against that same ideal. Now you could say it's just because like 
it's not it's not her controlling everything but like i think there's something deeper going on there with like loki learning about the value of freedom and choice i don't know yeah that's just thought he's going through a lot of stages of therapy in this show and it's already <laughs> like season or episode two and it's like i want to believe him when he looks like he's making these breakthroughs when he's like ah yes i am a sad child i'm like oh he's just putting you around his little finger mobius but Mm -hmm. i want to believe him so bad because i feel like we're making progress Mm -hmm. (laughs) i just hope he has such like a hero turn at the end of this and is suddenly like a hero but i know see that's a fool's errand i think that what's fun about this show is it's loki he's the god of mischief right and the tva by its very existence is like order you know what i mean And it's like, he is a believer in mischief and chaos. And he is like, no matter what he does, if this show ends with the multiverse being in existence and the TVA falling, at least to the point that it has to disrupt the sacred timeline and all the multiverse splitting off, that means like Loki really fulfilled his goal as the god of mischief, you know, like the chaos Mm -hmm. ensues and it allows for so (laughs) many new things. And I... Love that concept. I love that he's like really fulfilling his role as the god of mischief. I think that would even go above and beyond what he would plan to do with anything. It just is that not only is his reality, but every universe is in chaos. It's like. And then he's like, come to me, people. I will be your king. (laughs) I'd like to see. the, The female Loki gets close to achieving her goals. And the TVA has been fighting her, you know, control and chaos, like fighting against each other. And then right as she's like stopped or captured, Loki has to make the choice. You know what I mean? Like Loki gets to be the deciding factor between, I think we're heading towards that, between chaos and order. And he believes himself to be about order, but he's really about chaos. And I, I, mm-hmm. I just find him fascinating. I love it. It's like he's a Sith trying to make that Jedi switch. Like, I see, like, mm-hmm. the variance in the way that they're telling the story. I'm like, oh, he's going to do it. But then it looks like Mobius is taking the also, like, they're going to meet somewhere in the middle, him and Mobius. And it's going to be really cool to see what's going to happen when that happens. I think so, too. And the one thing we have to keep in mind, too, is that this Loki that we're seeing here from the main MCU timeline is the one that just was pulled from the Avengers movie. So mm-hmm. we don't see any of his mm-hmm. development from... Uh, Dark World and anything else that he's done as far as becoming more of a sympathetic character. Right. So for him to be able to do what he's doing right now, I mean, you still see the fact that you really think, because he tells, you know, he tries to screw them over the first time when he was at the Ren Fair, the, you know, he's waiting outside for us and Mobius is like, yeah, no, you're messing with us. <laughs> and then he tells the female Loki at the end, it's like he's trying to get, he's just trying to get on. In, he's a con man I and mean, he's trying to get the confidence of everyone. And right now we don't really know what side he's actually playing. Mm-hmm. That's so. why I love that every time he reads something about what happened in the future, it gets real intense. Like we see like real emotion from him. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like that's us kind of seeing that he's f- actually feeling these moments. And it's not just like, well, who cares that Asgard, whatever, like who cares that my mother died? Like he's taking those moments yeah. in and like feeling them happen. And we're seeing that emotion. And that's where like, I'm hoping for that change. And I just hope that, Oh, he's going to, be that Loki by the end of this that we had at Ragnarok. Because right, he's literally getting bombarded with all this imp- years of information 
one yeah, after the life. other in a short period of time. He's not getting to experience it in real life, but he's just seeing like this is what was inevitable for me to happen, for it to happen to me. And it's just you, you, you. I'm just waiting to see. You know, they're doing a great job of not that any of the other shows didn't have this, but I just wish it was Wednesday morning again next week, and you know, I could just see the next episode right away. Although I'll probably watch this one four or five more times. I actually love that it's Wednesday. I feel like coming off the weekend, it just feels like it's a lot faster than it was on Fridays. It's well, did you see the announcement mm-hmm. today that all Marvel and all the the basically the Marvel and Star Wars series going forward after the the run are going to be Wednesday time slots? Oh, Is that wow. only through summer? Because it makes sense for summer, especially now that COVID's over, because people go away for the weekends. So mm-hmm. during the summer, if you got a Friday slot for a TV show, it was called like the Death Zone, and your mm-hmm. your show was right. going to get canceled. And not only that, that that's always been the last few years. That's Netflix territory. They dump everything. And even though the Marvel stuff and the Disney Plus stuff is must-see TV in that same sense, they realize that Loki, with it even being now that it's the, the pandemic is breaking, the numbers for the first two episodes they announced today are just through the roof, beating any of the two previous shows yeah. by a lot. So now they realized, okay, this is our time slot now. Because it gives the people the Wednesday, the Thursday, you know, you don't have to on Friday night, you come home from work, you might not watch it right away. It's the weekend, you might end up watching it Sunday, Monday. This mm-hmm. is, you're watching it. If you don't watch it one, like we do in the morning, you're watching it Wednesday after work or, you know, as soon as you can, because there's really nothing else going in that middle of the week. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. Hmm. Cause it's like, I don't work Monday, so I work Tuesday and then immediately it's like, boom, happy thing. Get back thinking like, oh crap, we got to do this late night thing for every show coming. <laughs> I love this. And I, I, I like the late night thing. Uh, and we're really doing the late night thing so we could get Ash in on these day, first day casts. But like, I think it will probably yeah, continue to Yeah, this was a gift it. for Loki. Yeah, Thank this is this is mostly just for Loki. But like, I really think we will continue doing this because I, I, I like the late night thing. I think it's fun. It's been a blast the last two weeks. Might be a different story in four weeks from now because I've got to get up for work then. But you know, the adrenaline from this show is actually pushing me through the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. Uh, y'all were talking about something a minute ago that I really wanted to chime in on. Um, the idea that, like, Loki has those private moments where you can see his emotionality. I love that because that's something that's been going on since, oh gosh, what was the movie? Since since Dark World. like uh, Thor the Dark World? Yeah. Is that the one? That's the one. Where, I where always he, forget the name. Where, <laughs> where he is, is sitting in his cell by himself. You know what I mean? Like this, this because he's never been the protagonist so of a hot. thing. <laughs> so hot in that movie. That's his hottest movie. I don't care about anybody. It's like funny. that movie can suck, but him and Hansworth look so freaking hot in it. Anyway, I'm off. I got to say, good. even for that, that Loki, Loki's hair in Dark World is the best. The, the longer hair. So him and Hiddleston didn't use extensions. They used clip-ins. So all of the most of the hair is real and you can see the difference. Mm -hmm. You can tell by the way it moves in this one that it's a total wig. (laughs) Yeah, like my, I got, I got a wig on here. So. (laughs) See, like he, I don't know why he didn't just grow it out because yours looks like the perfect length. You have Loki hair. Nice. Thank you. I take that as a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, like my point is, I just really liked it. Like that's become a thing now that we have him as the protagonist of a show. We're actually getting to see those moments more regularly. These actual emotional moments because mm-hmm. he's a big part of the Loki characters. To me, that's one of his most like empathetic moments is him sitting in that cell by himself because it's one of the only chances we get to see what he's going through 
beyond like the shield he puts up for everyone else. You know what I mean? And I just think this show is interesting because we're finally getting to see him in more moments like that. I like that they do it. They've done it so sparingly, like in Avengers when Thor grabs him and he's like, look at what you're doing. Is this what you wanted? He does actually look upset for a second. I mean, I know he immediately stabs Thor, but for like (laughs) this little tiny itty bitty second, we see it and like we're progressing and this show is moving so quickly. But when we get those scenes, it just slows down. And we like yeah. sit in that moment, and I really love what they're doing. Yeah, same, same. Uh, any other, any other things from the chat? How many we got left? Uh, we got a good one here from our uh, our buddy Devin Bolly uh, Biggs ninety five. He goes, "Do you guys think that there's a little more emphasis, focus on the middle timekeeper, the one that most resembles Kang, or at least the actor that's playing Kang? And do you think that by the end of this series, Kang will be introduced or at least mentioned? Because I mean, there's a lot of time travel." time variance thing king it's 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 right there yeah it's a it's a it's a it's a softball pitch right down the middle of the plate that they could set it up like an end credit thing yeah if anything because they said he was going to be announced for or he was announced to be in that so i think they wouldn't want to take thunder away from that from uh, Ant-Man, I feel like it would be some kind of reference in a in an end credit scene or something. I totally think that's possible. Uh, and, and yes, I think, like, it would be a wonderful post-credit sequence, Kang showing up. I, I would absolutely love it. And and I do think they I do keep focusing on that middle timekeeper. I think the timekeepers might just be a screen in general. Like, I think the timekeepers might not exist. What if they're not, not real at all? Because yeah, I don't think that I, that girl, I don't think she knows them. I think agreed. she's a liar. She. I think she's probably getting communication from them. Mm-hmm. But they're not really them. Like, I think there's some yeah. way she thinks she's getting communication, but that doesn't mean that she's Because the she's way real. she was talking to Morbius was like, oh, like, I was just like with them and they're so upset. They're, I've never seen them as involved as this. Has so many, The way she said it made it sound like she was involved with them. But if you, like, take that sentence apart, it's like, well, you know, you're just seeing involvement because what are they messaging you? What are they saying? Like, what if all three is just supposed to be one person? And exactly. that one I'm still, just I'm ends still, up being Kang. I'm still getting a huge Snowpiercer vibe where the 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 timekeepers are actually just Chris uh, Evans on a train. Well, the TV the show. TV show. He's, he's on the, oh, t- on the TV show. The it. first the first season. There's a Mr. Wilford who ends up being Sean Bean's character, but they think he he's actually dead. And Shocking. Melanie's character. <laughs> yeah, he never dies in a movie. But during the first season, Melanie keeps saying, "Mr. Wilford says this. Mr. Wilford says this." In her mind, knowing that he's dead. Mm-hmm. He, but he's the guy that he set up the whole thing. Okay. So one thing that we haven't brought up yet in either of the casts, and I just thought of this because we had brought it back to the whole, not to bring back Mephisto at all, but. I didn't do it, listeners. I didn't do it. <laughs> we still have a confirmed big actor. Richard E. Grant is confirmed to be in Loki as an oh, uncredited character. It's going to be a different Loki. It could be, but Richard E. Grant's one of those guys, when you saw him, the I'm like, he could be a perfect, he looks like he has that Mephisto quality with the sharp facial features and stuff. And you don't yeah. get a, an actor of his caliber to just be like a one-off, you know, be done. He could be He'd a timekeeper. He great Mephisto. He would be a great Mephisto. But then again, I, I think they might end up getting to the point where they're just realizing, and I know all this stuff was done before any of the shows started, but it could just be the longest troll, long I hope it's con. old Loki. <laughs> and he's going to be like, all this stuff that you were trying to do, you wasted your life. Like, don't do it. Like, I hope old Loki, Ooh. Richard Grant, talks young Loki, like, off his I'm going to rule the world mission. Because he's going to be like, look at us now. I think that was our mistake when we talked so much in WandaVision about Mephisto and, like, all that. It's like, 
it was Wa- and, and Agatha and everything else. It's like, it was Wanda's story. And this is yeah, Loki's uh-huh. story. Now, Loki, we know he's getting a season two. So, like, maybe they could take a moment at the end to divert to something else like Kang or Mephisto. But, like, it is it is it's still Loki's story. Well, here, to, to, to branch off of that, one more uh, comment we have from this new guy that Stranded Panda Jeff says. Hmm. I feel like we're getting some foreshadowing with being twice told that it's not Loki's story. It's not your story, mm-hmm. Mr. Lafayette. It never was. It's not about you. So you've pretty much got two sides conflicting here where it's about him, but it's not about him. So it's it's almost like well, at I the think, end it's like, who is it about? I think that that's a that's not a meta commentary. I think that is this show is about him learning to be humble, I think. Oh yeah. And so yeah. like it's about it's called the, Loki. The show is about him, but what it's about is him learning that all of creation is not about him. You know, <laughs> like him ruling all of creation is not the goal. And he's going to learn that and learn to want others, people to be free and learn to have equals and learn to have people that he cares about and stuff. I think that's yeah. what's happening here. That new guy, Tim, doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. Ugh, fan him. <laughs> What's this Tim guy? Troublemaker. Yeah, Richard E. Grant's Mephisto. With Nail is Mephisto. Mephisto. Old Man Loki. Yeah. There's yes. a lot of old, old man, man stuff Loki going on. Old Man Loki I'm down with. Old Man yeah. Loki. Yeah. Because I could totally... That's a perfect casting for an older Tom Hiddleston. They mm-hmm. have the same waistline. Oh, mm-hmm. they have the same total, like, the wiry body structure. Mm-hmm. And Richard E. Grant is such a good... Uh, Shakespearean actor too. He has that gravitas about him without being the gravitas. Yeah, like, uh, I mean he, that's how you have to be when you're that you know trained in the Shakespearean theater like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waterfall Angels says, "Do we have any thoughts on what B twenty was referring to when she was saying it's real?" You might have also been reading into this too much, but she seems like she wants to go home. But when Mobius says to call the TVA, she freaked out a bit. So does she not consider the TV a home now? Oh, I'm so glad she brought that up. That's that's what, what I was getting at. What is the it's real? I don't know. That's what I was getting at. Sorry, I guess I forgot to say it's real, but like that she's saying it's real, it's real, and then she says I want to go home. I think that Loki showed her her life before the TVA. Before that's the what TVA. I think. And then she's yeah. sitting there going, "Oh my gosh, it's real." So what like, if I'm right that they do have Men in Black machine flashy things in there, and they're just like wiping people's? <laughs> they get there and they're like, yeah. Poof. Yeah, I I just think that like maybe maybe the TVA is populated by people from destroyed universes, and the Loki mm-hmm. female Loki showed her what her universe used to be like, what her home really is, and so she was willing. She I I think she probably willingly gave up the timekeepers because for yeah. a, at least a moment she believed what Loki was saying. And 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 then she's sitting there still freaking out and wants to go home. And I think we're going to find out more next episode. They could also be using. Okay, so there's another sh- uh, there's a sci-fi show out called Travelers, where one of the things they do is that these people from the the future inhabit people in the past, but they only do it at a point when they were about to die. So oh, they're yeah. not losing their timeline. So maybe that that's what the TVA does. They pull people out of their timeline to join the TVA right when their timeline was going to end anyway. Okay. So it's almost like the disaster theory that Loki's talking about. You say end anyway, but like they're the ones pruning timelines, as they say, which is a nice way of disintegrating. So like you say that they're basically going and committing genocide and enslaving its people. Like that's what they if that's the case. So would there be two of you? You know what I mean? Like, so say they created that other timeline and there was two of you. If you met the other you and I was like, well, one of you have to go. 
Right. What would you do? I think the visual aspect that they show of the timeline when they're showing the line with the red line is that that branch going off, when they get rid of it, those people, okay, so the people, their experiences that happened during that branch event will still correspond with what they did when they bring them back to the main timeline. Mm. Because there is, the, the, the branch is showing that there's, there's two separate realities yeah. from that timeline going on at the same time. So they're technically killing those people off, but they still exist. So there's probably two of them at all times. It's just that, that that one event is causing that branch that's getting pruned and it's leading it back towards the main timeline. Hmm. So I don't think they're actually killing, I mean, they're killing off the the variant populace at that time. Yeah. Not just the variant person. Those people all still are going with that main timeline that's supposed to be going on the straight and narrow. It's just that the branch versions of them are getting disintegrated. And- the lesser versions. Well, lesser according to the f***ing space lizards. Come on, people. Why are you guys buying into the space lizards? I'm agreeing with Loki, the lesser Lokis. <laughs> yeah, and I love the fact that when they show all the variants that in... Normally, when you talk about, like, multiversal stuff, it's all the same version of someone, but this is just, obviously, yeah, there's listen, female, I've seen there's multiplicity. Bulk. I don't want to know, but they're, they're, listen, the world doesn't need more than one of this, okay? <laughs> I understand that. We all yeah. know that. So, yeah. if given the choice, I'd be like, let's... I, yeah. Yeah. Them before me, the lessers before the real. I really agree with Loki. Like, am I a genocidal maniac, guys? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Don't give me power. I personally, knowing who I am, and I'm like the alpha BBK, that I want this one to be the one that ends my story. I don't want any branch ones depicting where I'm going to go. Yeah. I Screw those guys. I have dinner. Screw Not those you. guys. Yeah. I'm the one that put in the effort. I'm the one that reached the rewards, right? Yeah, I'll pull the lever. <laughs> the whole thing is really interesting. And it's like, I love this kind of stuff. And this is what there's a there, like, you just asked, like, what, how does it work if you have two versions of you? There's like whole shows about that. There's a show called Counterpart, which yep. is amazing on Amazon Prime. It's J.K. Anything Simmons. I've watched, it's never gone well, though. What? Having another one of you has never gone well. I mean, if mm-hmm. you, maybe. Well, what show has it gone well? Okay, did you see that show? What was that show with uh, uh, Scott Lang? Paul Rudd. It didn't go well. He stole his wife, and he stole his job. And then at the end, he wanted to kill him. Yeah, when you have multiples of yourself, and they've shown it even like in Invincible, you don't know which one's the real one. That's cloning and all, but it's like, which one? You all think you're the the alpha person. I'm just saying, it went great on MODOK, the two two Louis. Oh, yeah, that was just because Louis is a great character. I love the fact that they made two of them and he kept them. It's like, great. I'll and take that all day. Even in Multiplicity, it went pretty well. Until no, like the, yeah, when he started making copies of copies of copies of copies. It, it, it kind of did. He went too far with it, though. It's the same thing that happens. In well. Okay. Well. Living with yourself. But the other thing is, like, these people are existing on different timelines, though. So they don't exist in the same time. Branches so, like, of the same timeline. Well, no, that's that, 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 there's no the difference timeline. there because and that's the thing illegal. is though they're okay. So we're not going to get into this whole argument again because it's you yeah. know seven seventeen and we this got trivia in eighteen. Different <laughs> argument if you're saying that a branch of a timeline is that that's the creation of a new timeline. When something branches off, it's creating a new limb. But they're still showing that that main timeline is intact though. It's not diverging then coming back. It's diverging with that main timeline that's still in. the in and effect, that when, they, when they prune it, all that main plants time- need to be pruned, Matt. All right, you, you guys are genocidal maniacs. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thanks for listening to this episode of. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're about we'll to head out. Yeah, if you're a but- clone. 
Uh, I did want to bring up, uh, we, we, we were starting to do a new thing. Uh, we're, we're, okay, so there's this really badass shirt. Okay. And we're, I'm going to tell you about it right now. See this shirt right here? Loki shirt. The timeline wants to be free. And it's Loki in his TVA outfit. It's nice. a beautiful, beautiful shirt. Oh, wow. If you like it, you can click on the link in our bio. Uh, of the podcast and get a or the YouTube video or wherever you're watching uh, and see the shirt we're talking about. It's a beautiful shirt. So hot. It's in that fitted fabulous pop collar jacket with a white button up and skinny tie. Yeah. We have an affiliate link with Fifth Sun now where basically if you buy a Fifth Sun t-shirt, they send us a cut. (laughs) So we're going to start doing this where we're introducing uh, a shirt every couple, every week or so. So you guys can go grab a cool Loki shirt. If you're looking for a Loki shirt and you know you are, you know you want to rep that this is your favorite show right now. I'm going to sleep in it. Do it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, go get this shirt. It says the timeline wants to be free and it's got Loki in his TVA outfit. It's really beautiful. You can check it out on, in the show notes, click on the link, and that will take you directly to our affiliate link where you can buy the shirt or buy anything else on Fifth Sun, and we get a, it supports the podcast. So, wanted to bring that up. Thank yeah. you, guys. Uh, thank you, BBK. Anything you want to uh, promote? Source pages coming up soon, within the week. Myself, Haley Hobbs, Jeff Randall, we're going to be talking about Black Widow, Deadly Origin, as a primer for the movie. Uh, some other stuff coming up, but keep an eye out for that. I think we said we're cross promoting it with our feed and mm-hmm. your guys' feed, yeah. and so everyone could hear it because it's it's Marvel, it's fun, it's it's a good time, and just thanks again for having me. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Anything you want to plug, Ashley? Uh trivia. In yeah, 10 trivia, <laughs> which is starting in ten minutes uh, as as the crow flies, or as we experience time. I don't know, whatever. Uh, in our current sacred timeline, um, <laughs> time works different on Twitch. Yeah, if you're if you're not if you're not doing watching this live, which the vast majority of you are not, because uh, oh, yeah. there's many thousands <laughs> of people watching this live. Uh, if you are watching this, listening to this audio later, um, if you're listening to this audio later, every Wednesday we do this live at five p.m. We're doing the uh, live watch of the show, so you can either watch it before or watch it with us. At 6 p.m. Central, we're doing a podcast, which is what we're doing right now. And then we go directly into Marvel Cinematic Universe Trivia, where we're giving away this season a uh, Nintendo Switch and an Oculus Quest and some other prizes. Uh, It's going to be really fun. We give away a prize every week, and we give away a big prize, some big prizes at the end of the season. So, literally, last season, one guy won uh, an Oculus Quest who only played one time. I mean, it's just fun to come out and hang with people, and like I said, all it takes is you get 30... You get the, you get the enough points to get a raffle ticket. That's all you need. And it yeah. shows that anyone can win. Anyone can win. We're yeah. not biased here. We don't pay favorites. It's all based off of an algorithm. And, and the more you play, the more you get a chance to win. But like, mm-hmm. you literally, we proved it last season. Someone who played almost every week won and someone who mm-hmm. played only once won. And that was kind of great. I, I like, it's been I was kind of like, data Whoa. collecting. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's cool. Um, so please come join us for, uh, our Wednesday night activities. It's been a lot of fun. So, uh, Wednesday nights starting at six o'clock on Twitch and five o'clock on Senior for the live watch. So, and join the Stranded Panda chat, which is also in the show notes. Uh, if you just want to hang out with fun people, the Stranded Panda people are the best people. I absolutely love it. Honestly, it is. Yeah. Really love it. So thank you guys for being here. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Bye. 
Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.